0: I'm the Bruiser AP Pete done and you're listening to the Union Snack
1: Podcast. in life eventually come to an end these two shall pass everything eventually runs its course that is today our biggest milestone episode ever unfortunately not a good kind of milestone like oh hey it's our 200th episode or hey blah. no this is a the saddest matt and i have ever gone in to one of these episodes that's a shoot it's not a great day here at the Union Smack Podcast, where we're going to do our best to turn our frowns upside down the best we very well can. Welcome back once again. It is I, in the hosting seat this week, Travis, alongside the maniac, my man, end of an era. But we're going to keep going. Have no worries, Matt Tennant. What's going on, man? How you been? And where can everyone catch you?
0: I feel genuinely sick, Travis. At end of nxt uk we've just literally come off of worlds collide finished watching it what 50 minutes ago whatever and i think it's still one of them things that hasn't sunk in yet because i wasn't gonna say goodbye to nxt uk until the end of worlds collide but now it's over it's like you gotta accept it unfortunately but We'll get into all that, but as usual, you can find me on Twitter at BruiserMate. You can follow the show on Twitter at UnionSmack. Hop over to UnionSmack.BigCartel.com for all your Habiki TMD merchandise needs. Go to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Buyer, where you can celebrate five years of the Union Smack podcast. And I'm going to keep plugging the five years, Travis, because it's our fifth year, so... When it turns January the 1st, then I'll stop saying it. But until then, you can celebrate five years of us, myself and Travis, by purchasing all of our T-shirts, expertly designed by our friend Rocky. And of course, Lulu.com, where you can pick up copies of my books, The Undertaker, A Trip Down Death Valley and NXT UK
1: Year One. Indeed. And And I lied. A little bit. I will say I'll spend two minutes on it before we get into our NXT UK omnibus, the final one, August 2022. Last night we're coming off the heels of, in my opinion, a fantastic first and thirty years clash at the castle in Wales and Cardiff. That crowd was magic for the most part i I thoroughly enjoyed the matches even like the woman six man i thought had a lot of good bailey was tremendous and not selling you remember how people used to sing at bailey and she ate it now it's she is in her absolute prime in my opinion and i can't wait to see what's come when she eventually takes that belt from bel-air but seamus and walter definitely delivered like we knew they would match of the night hands down we both fucking called it what a war and what a show of respect. And we talked a little bit about off-air. Uh, and I'll give you the floor here, Matt, your two cents. But real quick, how how glorified and just legendary the British Bulldog and Brett the Hitman Heart are revered over there in the UK, right? Since SummerSlam 92. I would say the equivalent of that now, from what we've seen last night, and their resumes, their length of service, their track records, titles bodies of work it's got to be the new brett and bulldog or seamus and drew matt what did you think of the clash and how did you feel coming out of it last night?
0: i loved it from beginning to end i thought it was a great show the, the only little down point for me was Liv morgan and shana Baszler. i didn't think that was particularly great um the, the live morgan experiment on its course now but great show the crowd were They've hijacked the show in the best way possible. Like you said, from the Bailey, you know, singing the whole Bailey thing and her reaction to it, to their complete disgust of Roman Reigns winning, you know, the cheering Pete Dunne, the Walter chants, which I predicted months back, Travis, when when the show. Imperium. Yes, Imperium back together, thank Christ. Just a great night. Um, I will say, not a popular opinion. Right result in the main event. Roman totally had to retain the title by any means necessary. And if you're annoyed at a heel retained by heelish means, then
1: he's got to be doing something right. Well, it's, we covered it last week. Look, you can have all the tools. You can be that guy that, that, that's very capable of, of carrying that ball run. But if it doesn't fit the story, then it's not going to yeah. work. It's not the right time. And it's not the right time for Drew. And I'll be damned, there's no way that Drew McIntyre coming out of last night with that result and and, and you know the cheap finish, the amazing Broken Dreams vignette, the pound around with Tyson Fury, the creative usage of what they did with Austin Theory... There and no way, Drew McIntyre, his character, he was not hurt coming out of last. If anything, I'd say no. Drew's a little stronger because now American fans see how Drew's treated over there in a different environment. Maybe that translated in America more for reactions to these crowds.
0: Yeah, I don't, I mean, that, that was almost my exact thought last night. Like the victory in Cardiff would have been great, a, a great moment. It would have been a bulldog moment. But then he has to go back to America. You know, then he has to headline SmackDown against who? Then he has to headline a pay-per-view against who? And I'm afraid right now no Drew main event match. And I'm sure there's a good few people that we know on Twitter, Travis, that would disagree with us and probably will disagree with us when this goes out. But Drew McIntyre's reign would not be anywhere near as interesting as the end of Roman's reign right now. And Roman is coming to the end of his reign. It's going to happen at Mania against Cody. We both know it. So I I think Drew was given an impossible task last night and fans hyped themselves up into believing that he'd get the Bulldog moment. That's on you lot. (laughs) Sorry, but it is. Um, But yeah. You know what? There's there's, fantastic talent.
1: Yeah. There's no doubt in my mind, Cody is the end game. And right now, Roman, yeah. oh, oh my God, Roman is definitely right. <laughs> <purpose. laughs> well, you yeah. said Roman's reign, and I let that slide. So I...
0: That that was, that was on purpose. I was trying to be a little clever.
1: <laughs> There's tons, especially this late, going into the fall season now until the Rumble time, and Cody's expected return. Even though they've done the matches before, they were on SmackDowns. They weren't on big stages. So there's tons of little transitional filler type guys. You can give You can give them to Riddle now. You can give them to Nakamura. You could go back to Seth. Roman could just keep running through him. You could even possibly do a rematch with Drew. You know, we've added a new Uso. So there's more shenanigans to be had and all roads lead to Cody. If you, if you don't see that, I just can't help you. I just can't. And it's, you know what? A lot of people don't like Cody Rhodes. He's not my favorite, but I'll say this: with the story ingrained with his father, it's the mm-hmm. right guy, right time, yep. and the right call. Let's now—it's time to get depressed. There's no other way getting around it. It's time to do this, man
0: Ah, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. So here we go—the final NXT UK review for August 2020—and we will include a bit on Worlds Collide at the very end. But as always, we go in chronological order. August the 4th, Travis, we start with, and it begins, even this begins on a depressing note, with (laughs) Ilya Dragunov coming out on crutches, foot clad in his boots, and the crowd instantly know what's coming by his demeanour. We're shown the injury against Wolfgang, um, which I covered last month, Travis. Uh, Did you see the match against Wolfgang? What did you think about the way he literally just threw him?
1: Into the corner, and it was just like fuck you. Yeah. Very, very Sid viciousness, viciousness on the landing. It's very hard to watch more than once. Even when they showed the yeah. replay on this, when he was making his entrance, they showed it like three times, and each time I looked away because I knew it was coming. <laughs> exactly, I, I, and that's just one of my pees. Like the Joe Namath legendary leg break from like back in the day in the NFL. The Sid thing, I I just can't stomach those things. No.
0: No, that 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 Sid thing has been something I've never been able to watch more than once. But as for Dragonov, comes out and unfortunately he has to vacate the NXT UK Championship, and it's a it's a heartfelt speech. He says, "He, you know, he, the brand has only had fighting champions, but he can't be one of them anymore." He talks about how hard he's. He said "He, sorry, I'll start that again, Travis. It's been when." We'll we'll short this up to emotion, okay? So he says he won't talk about how hard he's worked or how hard the path for him has been because everyone fights hard, everyone fights their own demons, and he doesn't regret any of it. However, relinquishes the title, lays it in the ring, and you can see the emotion, Travis, on his face because he has been a fighting champion. Not all of his defences have been brilliant. Some of them have been just for... TV time only but regardless of that fact Dragunov has been a worthy champion he's been a fighting champion and despite who the matches have been against 9 out of 10 of them have all been bangers
1: you could also see the pain too especially when he laid the belt down he, he's yeah. in a lot of pain he really oh, yeah. messed that ankle up um, you know what if this was AEW somebody would have interrupted for sure <laughs> You know,
0: <sighs> I mean, I obviously I've not seen AEW shit. I, I don't want to right now. Yeah, you know, this this is a brand. Well, I while consider- we're
1: recording, there's literally all outs going on right now. I think the buy-in just started. So, drats.
0: Well, I I will sleep better tonight to know that I'm not going to watch it. Let's put it that way. But back to Dragon Dragonov. You could see the pain. You could see the fans as well. Great reception for him. Just the pure respect. And this is the last we'll see of Dragunov in NXT UK, obviously. He says he'll be back for the title. We know that's not going to happen now. I'm sure he will be one of the faces of NXT Europe. How could you not when that starts in 2023? But just as far as Dragunov's path, Travis, his journey, in NXT UK, he's come probably further than most people.
1: I agree.
0: 100%. He started out as this name on the Indies. He came in. He was losing matches he shouldn't have lost. We both remember worlds co- the last Worlds Collide before this one. Him versus Finn Balor. And he came out to almost silence because no one knew who he was. And what? Two? Two and a half years later? He now departs NXT UK as one of the best wrestlers in the world today.
1: And one of the most respected. And that's one ongoing thing with this company, and it blows my mind with the amount of talent they have When they, whenever they've done these Worlds Collide. They've never been a great show, any of them. like They've been okay parts, good matches, yeah. but never just like must-see.
0: No. And I mean, the, the first Worlds Collide, I think that was like the three... Or for a e- special episode one with the battle royals right. and you have, you have yeah, Brody Lee and Dominic Dzjakovich etc. That was completely forgettable. I enjoyed the second one a bit more. Uh, DIY versus Mustache Mountain was out of this world. Obviously, Dragonov and Balor, Imperium versus Undisputed Era. They're all great matches. This one was just watched um, again. More on it later. Didn't impress me whatsoever, but. You know, as for Dragunov, top star, I look forward to seeing him in NXT Europe, Travis, and I think that'd be probably
1: stupid
0: not to carry on this momentum.
1: Oh, you have to. You absolutely have to. That'd be like Vern Gagne not going with Hogan, you know. Um, <laughs> yeah. The master of ceremonies, though, is in full control in the driver's seat. The man behind these omnibuses. What did that bring us to next, man?
0: That took us to a vignette for Chase University visiting London, history lessons below, sightseeing. Um, that's not the, the best part of this. This is not why I've plucked this out um, for the best of August, because they then visit the NXT UK Performance Centre, Travis, to find a destitute Shah Samuels outside. Amazing performance here. Great, more Yanks. That's a great line. Apologies. But Sha Samuels, and we're going to get into him more later, because one of my favorite moments, I think, of NXT UK is coming up right at the end. But I, you know, think, it
1: made, it, I think I think the surroundings in this made this a very entertaining match later on we'll talk about, too.
0: It absolutely did. Um, Sha Samuels, Travis. We've not spoke about him together for quite a long time now. For you, the whole poverty gimmick better than Baron Corbin did it. More entertaining because for me, you know, it, the highlight with Noam Dar of NXT UK.
1: He was he's better at it, in my opinion, and it blows my mind because he's doing it on a shoestring budget. They literally just said, "Here, sit in front of this EC, and we'll film you." Whereas Corbin, you know, is all the new all the new titantrons and all this shit it just it was all right at best at its best moment but any day i'll take shaw samuels i i think now that shaw's back on the indies and stuff you got to drop the poverty gimmick obviously it doesn't make sense go back to shaw samuel i know he's he's gonna do well he's already got some new merch out that awesome shirt with the bear on it i'd like to pick up shaw's gonna land on his feet right he's too talented not to
0: Oh, absolutely, and you know we're recording this on Sunday night. Last night, after Clash at the Castle, Shah returned to ICW, his spiritual home. He's going to be absolutely fine, and you know more on Shah later. But well, a name, a face, they him,
1: a they've been adding more. Uh, they've also been adding on the network more ICW stuff. Uh, they just added a bunch more, so maybe we'll be able to catch them on there in the future too.
0: Well, I hope so because he's a name and a talent and a performer, Travis,
1: that I'm going to miss greatly if they don't. What I've seen of current ICW, God knows they could use him. Holy shit. Talk about just <laughs> bland. All those guys are bland and no disrespect, but nobody stands out over there right now, in my opinion.
0: No. No, it's all very. It's got, it's got the feel of being built back up from the bottom.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: That's the best. What do you got describe. next, to The best of. We move on. um, It's not best off, but it does link in with the story that flows through these omnibuses. Grandpa Wolverine, Johnny Saint and Sid Scala announced a tournament for the NXT UK championship. And I'm pretty sure Travis, I've not heard anything to the contrary that Johnny Saint will likely carry on as general manager of NXT Europe. Obviously, you know, anybody in any promotion, knows who johnny Sank is whether you're british french german austrian russian etc all the other countries if you know you're wrestling you know johnny saint because he's fought all over the world in the 60s yep. and 70s part of the 80s so again i um, he, he, he'll need a sid scala type assistant
1: but correct choice for me how ironic would it be by the time NXT UK Europe rolls around that assistant happens to be a back on his feet out of his luck Josh Samuels oh my goodness the television that will make I would love that
0: get Shah oh in goodness. any
1: role he, he he deserves to be in front of a camera and an audience you know, I know you're just now putting all the pieces together for NXT Europe HHH but if you need a booker I mean hit me up I, I gotcha you. <laughs>
0: That's uh, Travis touting for work. He needs to pay off the wedding. So we move (laughs) on. Actually, before we do that, Johnny Stank, is it just me? Or is he turning into old man Wolverine?
1: He is. He is. How crazy is it that Sid has had this run this whole time? He's just found employment.
0: I know. But good on him. Um, Obviously, he's (laughs) had the stuff. The speaking out stuff, you know, leveled against him for most of his time in NXT UK. But he's been one of the highlights again for me. He's not wrestled all that much. Um, I think the last match he had was Cassie's ono when they had that British Rounds match before it became the Heritage Cup. And that was all the way back in 2019, just after Cardiff. But great, great addition to NXT UK was Sid Scala and pulled off the general manager role, uh, the assistant to the general manager role, I should say, with aplomb. And another another face I'm
1: gonna miss seeing on a weekly basis. And sidebar, guys, we don't condone any any of the speaking out stuff that eviscerated this no. brand a couple years ago. None of it. Um, you know, a lot of it's just unproven allegations, also. So if we think a guy there's not enough there and he's still yeah, I mean, we're not gonna throw anyone under the bus that doesn't deserve it, but those Travis Banks and Legero, guys that we used to review, speak very highly of, they can go fuck themselves because they only fucked their own careers.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't have said that. And you know better. what? You gosh.
1: know what? They can go fuck themselves even harder because pieces of the shit like that are a big reason there was such a stink on this goddamn brand, and it took a while. I don't yeah. know if it ever truly went away. Combine that with the underpromotion WWE put in NXT UK. Asshole sex pests like that are a big reason. This is such a sad day for me personally. Rant over. Continue, man. No, you're right because there's
0: still people. I mean, you know, they're in the minority now. And obviously they say things like everybody on Twitter just to get attention. But, you know, there are people that still brand British wrestlers, not just from NXT UK, but, you know, the label British wrestlers as sex pests. And it's Mm -hmm. uncalled for. It's not needed, it's vile, but it's been brought on by men like Travis Banks and Liguero who were proven guilty, you know,
1: so. Jack, Jack Gallagher, big time, Jack instantly yeah.
0: And if you're one of these promoters who are booking these three men, and I know you're out there, and it I don't care indeed. whether they're box- <laughs> do not. You know, come with the excuse, well, they've got masks on. We don't know who they are. You know perfectly well who you're employing. And yeah. Travis Banks and Liguero are back out there on the British independence scene. Um, no one big. They're performing now in holiday camps and church halls, etc. But get them off the card. They don't belong in British wrestling. They give it a bad enough name. And I know Jack Gallagher is going into a sort of Bellator role now. You know, I don't want to see anyone lose income and lose a job because the economy in Britain right now, is, it's getting ridiculous. It's going to the roof. A yeah,
1: lot but of at people the same
0: time, at the same time they, say, exactly. they
1: cross yeah. off the line and they need to lie in the bed they made and they can go Joey Ryan exactly. themselves.
0: I, I, absolutely. Uh, I was going to say, I don't want to see anyone out of work, but sometimes people deserve it. And there are three cases right there. So they can all go and rot in hell, and we are moving on to Oliver yep. Carter versus Rohan Raja. And this was Oliver Carter's quest to beat every member of Deep Familiar. He's been through Rohan Raja. he has been through Tiaman, I should say. Second stop, Rohan Raja. He would get to Charlie Dempsey in the UK tournament that coming up soon. Um, what do you think of this match, Travis? Because I think for me, Oliver Carter has been. The beneficiary of Ashton Smith's injury and the performances he's already given as a single star. The performances we're going to talk about coming up, I think, would have stayed him well as one of the top baby faces of the brand had NXT UK not folded.
1: Pleasantly surprised at the, uh, the little coming out party of Oliver Carter. Um, yeah. You could definitely tell the crowd does not give a shit about the La familia gimmick. They call him willy They call Charlie Dempsey Willy Wonka. They, they. You can literally, when that music hits for men and that group and that graphic pops up, you could hear them moan. You could feel that crowd just like, ugh. You know what I mean? Yeah. Really. You know what? I was shocked at how well this was booked. I knew there was going to be intensity, but he really, how it was pieced together. He got through all three of these guys by himself and he pulled it off. My God, he pulled Absolutely. it off. Son of a bitch. And not only that, he pulled it off with a
0: storyline injury because the end of this match saw Oliver Carter pin Rohan Raja with the spinning wheel kick in the corner, defamiliar attack, and then Charlie Dempsey works on the knee and locks in a lovely single-leg Boston Crab. And that would be Oliver Carter's story from now until the end of his run in NXT UK in the semi-final of the NXT UK Championship Tournament. Like I said, do you think he had the momentum behind him to be a top babyface? Had this brand carried on?
1: I absolutely do. I abs Heritage Cup winner, right there.
0: There you go. And it, this is something that should have happened two years ago when he came in, but unfortunately, they didn't see it in
1: Oliver Carter. Um, they didn't really see it until he teamed home. up with Austin that that sorry, Matt. That only helped him simmer with that tag team, and it got him yeah. more time, to season, and get over more. Now he's got that woo chant when he comes out. Everybody does it with the pump, with the arm. Easily, I I'd say just as good as a Swerve Scott. Come at me, just as good.
0: And I hope uh, Ash because uh, Ashton Carter is German in in descent. Um, I do hope he is part of NXT Europe, and maybe he can find the momentum that was so abruptly stopped before he could really this, get going
1: this entire segment was actually way better than it had any right to be and i was surprised pleasantly
0: <laughs> i like that they followed through though it's like it wasn't just you know they're here they're going to injure him to it you know to end the match and we're not going to hear about it again he played on that injury for, for the next four weeks you know credit where it was due for that exactly Next up, Shah Samuels defeated Bodie Haywood. Um, now, is it just me, or does Bodie Haywood look like a young Lex Luger? Like, if they were going to me... do a biopic of Lex Luger, he could play Lex Luger in the 98, 99 WCW days.
1: It's like Lex Luger had sex with Dan Spivey.
0: Well, that's, that's a fucking image to send out. Uh, Obviously, bloody
1: hell. Um it didn't help him. He was wearing the straight up ninety-seven Lex WCW nitro gear. The exact same you know what? Not in this sillyish gimmick, but Bodie Hayward is gonna be a megastar one day. He's got it. I'm telling you, something about this guy. Cut that goofy hair. Let's get a little more serious. Let me see some fire. Let me see what you're really working with. We got a potential megastar in our hands with this guy. Good signing.
0: Absolutely. I think the Chase you stuff is just, you know, teaching him, just
1: bedding him yeah. in, and then. Shit is so cringed. That shit is just Reeks of Pritchard. <laughs> black bottom of the barrel. Cre- it's awful. I hate how they have that, that woman act. I just hate it. The gimmick is trash.
0: Yeah. I, I completely agree. Um, what wasn't trash, however, Travis, was Shah Samuels, once again, the characterisation he's put into this, this poverty gimmick. Of course, if you've not been following the story, if you've not been following the podcast, Shah Samuels was meant to have lost everything betting on Noam Dar. Uh, Dar, of course, lost the Heritage Cup to Mark Coffey, and everybody cashed in their betting slips on Shah Samuels. Left him with nothing, and he comes to the ring here, Travis, almost Dick Whittington like he's got his belongings in a a plastic bag on the end of a, a stick, ripped and stained vest top. his boot is held together with with duct tape it is, it's Steve glorious. Lord, the
1: son of Steve Lombardi, the illegitimate British son <laughs> <of> Steve <Lombardi. laughs>
0: I also loved the way he was begging for change in his cap.
1: On the way to the ring. Tremendous it's like, it's, talk about just, understanding like, your character and just taking whatever they give me and be like, all right, motherfucker, you're gonna give me this awful storyline. Well, I'm gonna make it work. You know what was even better? Shout out to Bodie Hayward and the Chase U people just selling the hygiene of Shaw Samuels, right? Like like Hayward would go to do a headlock and then he would break it himself, and like, oh, this motherfucker stinks. Or like the people the <laughs> ACU people Sorry. ringside holding their noses. That was tremendous. Little nuances.
0: The the take comedy, a shower chance.
1: A comedy match in this company, God forbid, done right.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. And I think this is that type of characterization is why Shah Samuels is unlike any other wrestler who's stepped foot in NXT UK. And NXT UK has had a roster you know just stacked with potential stacked with world class talent but you could pick Shah Samuels out over most of these and say this man is unlike any other is he the greatest professional wrestler in the world? no okay he, he's a great professional wrestler he's not a Walter he's not a Pete Dunn he can hold his, you know he can hold his own with all them guys but this man knows how to get a character over.
1: Best, no, one of the the most entertaining and best showmen, yes.
0: Yeah, yes, absolutely. And it's been a privilege to have him in NXT UK. His stay wasn't as long as some, but again, and I'm going to say... He only
1: enhanced Noam Dar for me. He only wanted me to see Noam Dar on TV more. You know? Absolutely. And we're
0: going to talk about... That partnership more later on because it, it's brought about one of my favourite moments in NXT UK history. But th- this came this match at a time when Shah Samuels and Noam Dar had split. They'd fallen out obviously because of the you know Noam Dar losing him all his money etc. But it would have a really lovely ending as we go on. But we are going to move on from that, Travis. For now, Shah Samuels will be back later on. Blair Davenport crashes the NXT UK Women's Championship match, which was meant to be Maiko Satamora defending against Sarai. Nearly forgot her name, and she's that in insub- 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 I can't even say the word. She matters that little to me. And announces that she's basically got rid of both, um, which is a shame because the NXT UK crowd didn't get to see Maiko Satamora one last this, time, at least this in person.
1: Se- this segment this bait and switch infuriated me this whole fucking thing just infuri- because it left us with the most paint by numbers boring Isla Dawn bullshit match that the potential of Saray and Mako Satomore I was like all right fuck yeah I hate the character of Saray but I know her background and know she's very talented and Mako speaks for herself right you can't promise someone Steve Austin be like, psych, Steve Blackman. You know what I mean? Come on. <laughs> Especially when that's your main event. You've hyped the whole show. Come on. Oh, Isla Dawn is a step back. I know the brand's dead now, but even at the end, that was always a step back for any woman. I tried to get on the Isla Dawn train. It never clicked.
0: Well, that's where we're going to disagree because it did click for me at the end. I, I think the black witch gimmick stuff—it was a little over the top. But from where she, st- from where she started, we first saw her in the Royal Albert Hall at the 2018 tournament against Tony Storm. Against um, I can't remember who else was in that match now—it slips my mind. But she was as green as grass then. Her first appearance on the NXT uk tv she just looked like she had the world to learn and didn't belong in a ring and now about 200 odd episodes later travis uh four years down the line i think she's possibly come on one of the best um not the greatest wrestler but out out of everybody who had something to learn out of everybody who could have you know come on i i think isla dawn has put some of the most work in. I think she's improved just tenfold from where she she came from.
1: I will say, I will agree with one thing you said. I do, since the beginning, I do see some strides of improvement and ring. But this Ooga Booga, which spooky, I'm so over spooky (laughs) bullshit and wrestling. And it's not just that. This match with Priestley, Blair Davenport, whatever you want to call her. on, On Isla Dawn's part, I just saw wonky hesitation just going through the motion i'm sorry i guess i just didn't see what you see with Don't i just don't see she's not as not as bad as zaya brookside but not a whole lot better for me now with B Priestley, as soon as she took the mic in this if this if this bram is still going to go build everything around that woman she's back she's healthy i, I don't like her in yeah. real life but this is business tremendous nobody compete can compete with that woman on the mic in that company she can go in the ring she's proven herself over there in Japan um definitely has the resume and especially with what she was going to have to work with Christ you had Amale you had that the the one blonde who oh my goodness the progress girl can't remember her name I apologize
0: (sighs) Well <clears throat> you are right about Blair Davenport Travis she uh, she came back strong obviously I've criticized the fact that they didn't push her straight to to Michael Satamora. they dilly- dallied you know they they fluffed bits here and there but we, we she almost got there in the end um just just to run through this very quick because the match isn't great the an you know, the angle that led into the match wasn't great either. So Blair Davenport's mouthing off, etc. She wants that tomorrow. She wants the title. Amal comes out. Eliza Alexander comes out. Then the Dawn comes out behind Blair Davenport, says Davenport's never beat her. Sid Scala then makes his way to the ring, makes that the main event, the winner to be the number one contender. And the match, it was sloppy. It was slow. Wasn't very good at all. Uh, and it ended in a big schmoz with Alexander and Amal coming out, attacking both women, which then led to Sid Scala, or would lead to Sid Scala, in a week or two, announcing a fatal four-way match on the last ever episode of NXT UK. The winner would then, as we know now, go to Worlds Collide to face Satamora and Mandy Rose to unify the NXT and NXT UK women's championships i will say travis on this match it wasn't good at all but i thought they did a decent job of making it look like it was thrown together
1: i did i did like and i wish promotions would do this more when a scheduled match is supposed to happen and someone who has no business being there just comes out and immediate it was like immediate too. said scott I was like what are you doing get out of here we've got a match i'd love to see that more in wrestling that that's realism right if you're in any pro yeah. sport. The GM would be out like, What are you doing? Get out of here. I love that. Um, I think that's one thing this brand's always done is do things other promotions never do, simple shit that makes so much sense. This brand has always been good at that. Um, th- I mean, yeah, this, I want to say this whole main, this segment was a waste of time. It wasn't because it was, it was a stepping stone to that four way. So in reality, it wasn't. But for me, this was just, what's next? <laughs> really? <laughs> it wasn't main
0: event. It wasn't main event no. quality. Let's put it that yeah. way.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're gonna move on now to the August eleventh the episode, which starts by showing the tournament bracket for the NXT United Kingdom Championship Tournament. Now I've got a problem with this, Travis. Um they knew this was ending, NXT UK. They knew it was ending before they went into the last set of tapings. Why could this not have been a pay per view? Why could this not have been back to Blackpool? for the last ever NXT UK Championship Tournament, where it all began, and let's have a one-night tournament. You tell people NXT UK is ending in advance, come to the last show, come to the last pay-per-view, see the yeah. last champion ground, and let's, do, let's go out how we came in.
1: I, I totally agree. But I also look at it from the point of, it. sometimes it takes up to a year to book a venue. Um, you know, you got to compete with concerts, stuff like that. Plus we just went through this, this whole regime, this entire thing has been flipped regime wise. So had triple H been here since like early spring, there could have been time. Maybe there would have been, but the old regime, you know, as well. I mean, that's why we're here. The last fucking omnibus. They did not give a shit. Vince did not give a shit. Never watched this. Did not care. Could have been in a perfect world. I'm sure triple H would have preferred to do it that way just timing man i think it was just a matter of awful timing you know i mean Sir. it was
0: awful awful timing but obviously the, the united kingdom is still getting back on its feet after covid i know well yeah. i know for a fact there's a lot of venues out there travis big venues as well that would have snapped up an event like this especially to get two thousand three thousand if they were lucky people through the door you know even at last even with Three or four weeks' notice, yeah, you know, so yeah, there were places out there, but
1: the problem is, like I said, that old horny codger was in charge, he did not give a (laughs) a talk to any venue in the UK, he did not give a at all. That is true. Now, that I suppose that is true. I don't know, Vince, if you've noticed this, and yeah, your history and all you've done for the business and blah, suck my dick, you're not missed. That every single television show has not been incredible <laughs> but they've all improved even NXT they've all improved without you so go home and stay home and just do whatever you do my God,
0: with his new uh, I'm not going to say mistress now but uh, his new partner did you see did you see her on Twitter with, uh, with Vince going to John Cena's birthday dinner
1: I did not see that no
0: Let's, let's say, how, how do I say it without being horrible? He's upgraded from Linda, but only if he was shopping at the dollar store. Moving on. So let's, yeah, let's move on to the first round. <laughs> sorry. NXT UK Championship tournament first round match. Oliver Carter versus Charlie Dempsey. This obviously coming off of the story of Dempsey and Dee Familiar injuring Oliver Carter's leg the week before. Good match, Travis. In fact, this was one of my favorite matches of the entire tournament.
1: Totally agree. Charlie Dempsey's become one of my favorite performers in the world. He's like a perfect hybrid for me. If you took Brian Danielson and Kenny Omega and you threw them in a blender with like the whipped cream topping on the smoothie, a little bit of Dean Malenko and the cherries William Regal, that's Charlie Dempsey, and I fucking love it. And the glass is like Billy Robinson. I fucking love Charlie Dempsey. I think you got a future IC champ on your hands. I know Triple H, he's in regular NXT UK now, or excuse me, NXT. I know Triple H has got to see something in that kid. He's got to. Him and Regal are best friends. You know?
0: I know. I know but Shawn, no, that's not for it. Shawn Michaels is in charge there as well. And uh, after right. some of the decisions I've saw tonight at Worlds Collide, uh, I wouldn't put any great hope in Shawn Michaels using Charlie Dempsey, at least as he was using NXT UK but I guess only time will tell as for this match Oliver Carter again absolute fucking star near falls submission holds galore and the match ends when Charlie Dempsey locks in a single leg Boston Crab and Oliver Carter reverses it into a pin for the for the victory one of the many reversals Travis crowd loved it both men just look like Stars, nobody lost there.
1: Besides the finals and maybe one other match, this is my must-see match of this omnibus.
0: I couldn't agree more. Could not agree more. And again, just highlights Oliver Carter's ascent, really, that came sadly too late.
1: You love to see, and this is one -hmm. of the reason we're such huge wrestling fans. It's one of the most beautiful things in pro wrestling. I love coming-of-age stories when a guy just works his way through. To the top, and he, he breaks out like a Shawn Michaels in the rockers, Brett in the hearts. You just see it time and time again. I love that shit. Love it. And, and
0: Ashton Smith, uh, Ashton Edge, Smith,
1: Edge Oliver comes. Carter, Edge, exactly. But Oliver Carter Edge, has had Edge, two of Edge. These. Edge and Steve Austin may be the two epitome of that breaking out. Again, I, I totally agree.
0: Um, but Oliver Carter has had two of these moments now. He had it with uh, Ashton Smith when they won the NXT tag team titles after looking like they'd just be an enhancement group for the longest of times. And then obviously Smith was injured and Carter's been forced to go it alone. And he's made it work. And I'm just, it's annoying that he's got to that point now. We've got to a new star and it's all over.
1: Well, at least we were there and we got what we got, I guess. Best case scenario, we'll always have it on demand, I guess. This can't be <laughs> this, somebody had to have taken notice of Oliver Carter. He'll be back. Calling. He will be back in some way. It's got to be. Well, fingers
0: crossed. He will be back later on in this podcast in the semi-finals. his last appearance. But right now we are moving on to Tyler Bate arriving in the arena he says he's here to watch Trent Seven and Sid Scala begs him not to get involved. Now, obviously, we had knowledge of where this was going, how it would all end, et etc. Et Trent Seven, I have to say, has since been released from his NXT UK slash WWE contract. So we won't be getting any more Mustache Mountain feud. It will end with NXT UK, which is, for me, it's a bit of a, a come down but we'll get there later in the final. Um, For me, Travis, this felt like we know it's ending. We've not come far enough with this feud. Now we need to jam bits in anywhere we can.
1: Exactly. We've got two more fucking episodes to do this. So let's hurry up. Um,
0: Talking of jamming things in, Eliza Alexander beat Thea Hale of Chase University here. Just a missed opportunity. <laughs> you say your no, filthy
1: mind latched onto that. No, you're on it. That was that was gold, man. That segue. Come on. <laughs> you didn't mean that at all either. That's the most beautiful part. I didn't. I was going to say,
0: Eliza Alexander, one of the biggest missed opportunities of NXT UK recently, um, just jammed her in here anywhere they could because they just didn't know how to use her. But I, before... I, Sure. I,
1: you've seen more of her work than I have I'm okay yeah. with that I haven't been blown away especially on the mic I'm, I'm good on the hot blonde and the, just the, the bitchy blonde I'm just eh, it's whatever Ab, you know to each their own
0: and on the independent circuit she has been very very good indeed I'm just at a loss of why she hasn't shown it here maybe it was a case of I can see the end coming when I sign my contract, so I'll just cash a check. But on the yeah. other end of that trial, I see a hail of Chase University, hot as fuck, and I see something there with her, but it's a long way off.
1: She kind of reminds me of Emma, just looks-wise, original Emma, in a way. I mean, obviously, we need reps, we need practice, but there is something there, to totally agree.
0: Eddie Dennis. Poor, poor Eddie Dennis interrupts a Chase University pet rally and is challenged by Andre Chase to take Saxon Huxley under his wing. And then we see Saxon Huxley at the back tearing through some fried chicken. Great reaction from Eddie Dennis. Uh, the thing that struck me most about this was the side plates of all the former champions on the wall. But th- this is Eddie Dennis' and Saxon Huxley, Huxley's swan song. It's the beginning of their end in NXT UK. What what could have been, Travis, with Eddie Dennis, had he been used properly?
1: Exactly, totally agree. And w- when you know shows are coming to ends, like WCW, certain promotions, and you got like two, two to three episodes left, and you get shit like this, I mean, it's entertaining, but it's like, I Man, come on turn it up a little bit we're almost done i don't fried chicken segments i mean <laughs> you, you couldn't you could look you how long we've we been doing the show matt when did nxt uk start officially 2017.
0: the it started as wwe uk in 2017. nxt uk didn't officially start until october 2018.
1: regardless you got over five years of footage you couldn't have used anything in this clip (laughs) anything let's go from the genesis to the goddamn first tournament yeah and next it's just i'm getting sad now yeah so what won't make us sad sam gradwell
0: versus two man and although i lied because this would be Sam Gradwell's last match in NXT UK. And I think one of the pleasures of the last year of this this show, this programme, this brand, has been really the, the breakout of Sam Gradwell. And he has come so far, Travis. And a lot of people don't know or don't realise another one of the founding fathers of NXT UK was there competing in the 2017 tournament. Obviously, the Berks- most famous right. thing. The very first angle ever. With Pete Dunne, when Pete Dunne attacked him on the stage and then beat him the next night. And I think it was like five and a half minutes, if that. But he's come from a literal jobber to a a man that could have ascended the ranks to the Heritage Cup and even further because fans got behind him towards the end. He was great on the mic. He carved out and scratched out a character for, for himself when there was nothing
1: else. Just
0: respect for Sam well.
1: From jobber to calling people yoggers yoger tour worldwide. Why didn't we get a yogur shirt? One, just one. I wish because... we
0: had them. I would, obviously now they're free to open up their own shops again. There's several great designs out there already from uh, from wrestlers like Char Samuel's and Mark Andrews, etc. Maybe we will get a yoghurt shirt from Sam Grabwell if WWE haven't uh, copyrighted or trademarked the caps <laughs> But this match, four and a half minutes is all it needed. Gradwell countered the eye with the knee brace to the head and hit the DVD slam for the win. This could have been a great match, given more time. But it is what it is. Sam Gradwell... Leaves NXT UK on a high with a victory. And another one that I hope gets signed to NXT Europe.
1: I think the right guy won. He deserved this win. Like you said, he's one of the godfathers of NXT UK, the first angle there ever was. I mean, Tiamen's good if you've seen him on the indies and stuff, but it's not over. It was the right call.
0: Exactly. And Tiamen was another one. He was getting better slowly but surely um and then obviously
1: too slow too slow we haven't done one of these together in a while i don't mean to keep cutting you off yeah. this week i'm just kind of chatty kathy you got to agree <laughs> but by, by the end those F- love familia segments were just come the fuck on What are they playing Connect 4 this week? Are they playing Battleship (laughs) Candy Land? Jesus Christ. Wrap it up. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. Because it was was never never like a mission statement, right? It was just, hey, let's talk on a roof about like about hurting people, but let's not be like, hey, we're gonna take out this guy for his day. There was never ever a mission statement with that group. It was just dicking around on a rooftop. Ugh.
0: That's basic that was basically. What D Familia was. Uh, Charlie Dempsey gave them the most legitimate period on NXT UK. But as for Tiaman, what he became towards the end should have been what he was when he debuted. Unfortunately, it wasn't. It took him six, seven months to even click. And by the time he did, it was well
1: too late. Exactly. The D for D stood for dicking around.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> So we move on to Sid Scowler's office. He's with Mark Coffey. Noam Dar interrupts and says he deserves a rematch. Mark Coffey agrees and says it's 1-1. It's actually not. It is actually... Fuck knows. 2-1 to Noam Dar. Something like that will be 3-1 by the end of NXT UK. But the main event of this episode, Travis, Strength 7, Wolfgang, First round match in the NXT UK Championship tournament. And for me, a crime that Trent Seven will never be NXT UK champion. One of the greatest regrets, I think I've got about this brand.
1: The guy's like a Brett. He can literally kind of work any guy's style and make the match. If not a great match, at least make it a sustainable match and a watchable match. Trent Seven is a master of his craft and... Shocked that he was on the chopping block. I mean, and it is, it's beyond a shame that he wasn't given that that top run is the heel of the brand, this shithead world champ, just sly, conniving. What could have been? You know?
0: Exactly. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the theme I think with a lot of this is like what could have been. But Trent Seven <clears throat> I, I think well, obviously. I don't want
1: to act like I don't want to act like the brand never gave us such good shit. Like that Walter run was great. The Pete Amania era, my God, we, that was we were cloud nine for that. It's not like we didn't, but just so much talent. You know, it's it's hard to yeah. get it get it all in. I guess. I uh, but the
0: heel turn didn't really herald a new look, um, a new theme song, a new anything with Front Seven. Apart should, from a
1: new have, if anything, he should have cut his hair. <laughs> Cleaned up and look hey. more Hollywood dickheadish, like The Miz or something. Should have at least gone that route. I would. I mean, when you know it's ending, it's
0: like, this is yeah. my marketable look on the Indies. Obviously, where I'm going back to when the contract's over. So, why am I going to cut my hair for six weeks?
1: And we already have a JD McDonahoga or whatever his name is now. So, yeah, I get you. <laughs>
0: As for the match, really good. Needed more time, in my, my opinion. Um, but there were some nice reversals, some nice near falls. Back and forth as well was lovely here. And, of course, Trent Seven wins with the Birmingham Hammer. I don't know what to say. Wolfgang has surprised me over the past few weeks and months. Like he's really stepped up in singles action against Dragunov, against Trent Seven. But treated like shit
1: at worlds collide tonight which we will talk about later on thoughts on the actual match travis i like the match it was pretty much what i expected it to be i don't have any real complaints about them i agree wolfgang has noticeably stepped it up in the past couple weeks could that be he saw the writing wow. on the wall he was trying to get signed to the main roster nxt who knows but uh not complaining because it's made for good tv so more of that here Absolutely and and obviously right the right call had had to be Trent seven had to be tyler Bate. any rematch we're going to talk about the rest of this tournament the outcome it should have always been that to those two so
0: yeah of course it should i mean you there's you had to end that feud
1: somehow um obviously you have to have to end that fucking that. brand with those two the, the first guy you ever saw make an entrance was trent seven ever
0: that is very true. Uh, see, I didn't think about that. Obviously, we've, we've got full circle stuff coming.
1: Um, but well, there, there was, the
0: was
1: no way. In it. The first and last thing, sorry, Matt, that we saw in that UK tournament to open it was Trent Seven. The last thing we saw was Tyler Bate. How apropos they were the last two things on the last episode of NXT UK. It's just it beautiful, beautiful
0: could not agree more and obviously they were never going to end nxt uk without ending the mustache mountain feud um i just wish there'd been more to it but that, that is coming later we are moving on to the august the 18th episode now now two days prior to this one airing travis wwe had announced that nxt uk would be coming to an end would be replaced by nxt europe in 2023 and they'd also ruined the end of the, the, the championship tournament by having Tyler Bates show up on NXT 2.0 with the NXT UK title. Could this have gone any more wrong for them?
1: <laughs> this, this was one of the weirdest things I've ever witnessed in pro wrestling where a guy hadn't even won a belt yet, but he was already on TV as champion. Now, if you're one of those, like three other people in the world that watched NXT UK religiously, like Matt and I did, not to make a joke, but I had to make a joke and you didn't rely on spoilers and you watch how pissed off were those fucking people you think huh my god
0: (laughs) there were a lot of there were a lot of people on twitter like when did tyler bait win the
1: belt when was this when was that and it was just like well they haven't actually heard it i was confused even i was confused (laughs) because i hadn't watched all these yet so and i didn't watch the spoilers so i was like well i guess i know (laughs) (laughs) guess i don't
0: have to watch anymore now Um, So, Mark Mm. Coffey, not Mark Coffey, sorry. Joe Coffey, Mark Andrews. The next round in the NXT UK Championship Tournament, the next match, I should say, in the first round. Joe Coffey's hair, what the fuck has he done to it? It it looks like... Look, Joe Coffey, always been a favourite of this podcast. You know, going all the way back to the 2018 championship tournament but seriously it looks like a child is taking a pair of scissors to his head and he's just gone yeah that'll do
1: for me over the course of the past couple of years i've downgraded my opinion a little bit instead of the iron king he's more like the aluminum king for me now like i still like him <laughs> but it ain't, it ain't what it used to be for me with joe Clark. he used to be my guy i remember when him and mastiff were like fuck yeah they're both coming in that's a guy and now it's like Jesus, but no, I agree on the hair. The match, what do you think of the match? I mean,
0: it again, a bittersweet match because this would be Mark Andrews' last NXT UK match. He's Swan Song, another of the original Founding Fathers from all the way back in 2017. Um, so I, I watched this match probably in a different light than you did. Um, but I, I thought it was a good David versus Goliath match. I thought Joe Coffey reverted back to the 2018 Joe Coffey that we we all fell in love with. Mark Andrews again stepped it up. I I just think it was a good solid first round match of a tournament. Wouldn't have looked out of place at a King of the Ring.
1: Well, it was a very good match, and I think it was a you could have taken this match and put it in the very first NXT or the second NXT tournament, and it would have fit right in. You could tell these guys turned it up, you know
0: absolutely and we obviously revisited memory lane here and it was a nice touch i think in nxt uk's final month because this was the first ever match on nxt uk episode one
1: there you, there you have it
0: so you know applaud it for, for getting that out um one thing i won't miss travis is seeing the fucking stun dog from the suplex from mark andrews but then again I will be watching Mark Andrews, you know, as and when I can over here, so I'm sure it's not the last I've seen well, luckily, of that move.
1: Luckily, you don't watch AEW, and you fucking hate Orange Cassidy, so stick around, I would say. You get, the, you get that all day with that, that guy.
0: Oh, you know what? you sold it to me. <laughs> This match ends, however. Joe Coffey hits an uppercut as Mark Andrews comes off the top. Glasgow send off all the best for the bells for the win. Nothing fancy in the, the result, but obviously the right man won. And, you know, good luck, Mark Andrews, whatever you do, because it's, Mark Andrews has been an enigma for me, Travis, with NXT UK. He's not been outstanding. He's and then obviously, obviously a, he was...
1: He's a dual career guy is what it is. He's, he's invested yeah. in two things at once. That is true. But
0: as far as on the wrestling side, I fucking hated subculture. Um, obviously, I love Mark, uh, Mark Andrews and Flash Morgan Webster separately. Subculture never really did it for me. I, I rolled my eyes in Cardiff when they won the Tag Team Championships. Luckily, the rain lasted, well, about three weeks on television, 24 hours in reality. But, you know, they never did it for me as a team. But Mark Andrews, separately, has put on great match after great match. Obviously, you have to go all the way back to 2017, the, the inaugural tournament, to see the best matches on the brand. Yes, he became samey very quickly, but always dependable.
1: I think a guy his size and his style, he, he's always, uh, he comes off better as a single. Because when he was in attack. I agree. And I think the problem was there was no substance to subculture. It was just, oh, dude, t- uh-huh. uh- we're here. Very
0: good.
1: Very good. Um, uh, I think uh, you know, like those two didn't... They work better as singles because when it's two little high-flyer type esh guys like that that have to team up and they have bigger teams to go against, they have to do more double teams and it kind of looks comes off like they have to bend the rules a little more to win the match because they're smaller. Where opposed to when it's a singles match, like you said, it's more of a David and Goliath story. There's no partner to help you, quote, cheat with because you're both too small. So...
0: Exactly. And the good news is that Mark Andrews and Eddie Dennis will be reforming their famous SFU tag team oh. on the Indies in October over here. Nice. So look out for that. Um, I can't nice. remember which I can't remember which promotion it's for. It's not for progress. Um fucking hell! i swear. do You know what? Early onset outside was setting in here. I only read Rev it, today. Pro. but no, it's not Rev Pro either. It's, it's one of the smaller ones. I think it's just started up as well, not too long ago, because I've not seen it advertised in many places for long. Break, uh, but I
1: guess because they're back together.
0: There you go. And I'll I'll DM it to you, Travis, when I find the uh, the little advert on Twitter. Right. But thank you, Mark Andrews, very much for your service to NXT UK. We're moving on now. Amal defeated Nina Samuels. It wasn't particularly a good match, Travis. But we have to mention Nina Samuels. Her last match in NXT UK since 2018, she's been there, was on the first episode. Did they do her dirty or what?
1: There's no reason that I should be looking at fucking Nikita Lyons on national television every week, cutting promos like a 13 year old girl or Lash Legend (laughs) doing her best attempt at a Bianca Belair cosplay, just 10,000 times worse, while this woman who in the Billy Kay Peyton Royce annoying dork role was actually really good and fucking crime that she was never invested in more I'm not I look I'm not saying make her the face I'm not saying put her out there with Mako and main events on pay-per-views but you, you don't got a spot for her but you got a spot for Tamina for 23 years come on ridiculous usage of one of my favorite women in the world i'll say it i love me some nina samuels
0: there you go and obviously nina she's gonna be all right she's gone back to eve she's rejoined the eve women's promotion so look out for nina samuels there i'm sure they'll make more of her than she has been used since 2018 by wwe but again what about
1: consistency Amale, Matt, your thoughts on uh where does she go from here and uh, did they squander her?
0: Yes, they squandered her ridiculously, in my opinion. Don't get me wrong, when she came in, wasn't much, basically used as a jobber for the bigger stars, then COVID happened, and then NXT UK came back, and suddenly she was a bigger star than when they left. And that was good because now she was winning matches. Now she was being clearly built towards a championship shot, a championship contender, arguably the top baby face of the female division, which was absolutely great. And then the Zybrook side and Eliza Alexander feud happened. And for no reason at all, because they weren't going to use Alexander because she hadn't signed a proper contract. They weren't going to use Brookside for the same reason. She was looking into nursing as a career and then towards the end taking independent bookings. There was no reason to job a mile to them and that derailed her completely. And that was the end of it for me, for Amal. There was no coming back from that.
1: Beyond frustrating. Every single word and thing you just described of what happened in a perfect world of this brain was still going. This is the woman to dethrone Blair Davenport I would say yes. January, February, after she, bought, she beat Mako. So that's what I would have done.
0: But I, I do think that Amal will be the face of the NXT Europe women's division. How could you not? You know, she's from well, a European country. She's got the look. She's got the talent. She's got the crowd behind her. You have to sign her back. You have to use her when this new brand gets up and running.
1: We'll see, because right now she doesn't have a job anywhere. So uh, hopefully she does lean back on her feet. She will.
0: (laughs) She will. Uh, WXW, I'm sure, will welcome her back with open arms. Yeah. So, Tyler, Tyler, fucking hell. Trent Seven confronts Oliver Carter in the PC about his injured knee, and he wants to buy into the final. Trent Seven was glorious here, very funny very serious threatening to break Oliver Carter's leg and I do mention it obviously because that is the the basic story of their match coming up shortly
1: I have no complaints about this It's standard turn seven good stuff <laughs> I mean what, now, I don't uh, know what you're about. <laughs> So we're going to move on to
0: and um, the match itself I thought was absolute drivel but chase you defeated eddie dennis and saxon huxley like i say another fill about saxon huxley again people might be shocked to learn one of the original founding fathers of nxt uk all the way back in 2017 was one of the original competitors in the tournament
1: yeah. eddie
0: dennis congratulations already gone back to progress since, and since the announcement of nxt uk closing i think eddie dennis has had like five different bookings already for different promotions you know obviously progress wanting back in a serious role he's doing more wrestling now travis than in the entirety of his nxt uk run
1: i could totally see saxon huxley being like a silly guy triple h wants to put on smackdown or something it's just some big ah weird yeah. main roster type thing i don't know I mean, you, you could say that.
0: But, uh, I mean, why not just bring him into NXT with Chase University? Because after what but, we saw here, it, you know, you've got a, a built
1: story for him to come in. I guess, I guess subconsciously for me, the thing is, it ain't the black and gold anymore. So the last thing I want for anyone is to go to NXT, I guess. Like, that's always <laughs> like, the land of the, the shithead toys instead of the misfit toys now. Yeah. I, no, God. I, I okay let me ask you this where would you rather go nxt under bruce pritchard if he was still there or aw dark elevation where would you rather appear on Ooh. Ooh. I, mean,
0: <laughs> I mean i'll uh i'll put another card in the shop window advertising the services but <laughs>
1: <laughs> at, least, at least under bruce's uh tits and ass regime people are actually watching you on national television as opposed to youtube with the big show so
0: I suppose that's something, but I mean, yeah. There's, looking at the state of NXT 2.0 right now, and obviously after what we've seen tonight, I, I, I wouldn't want to touch that. If you offered me a spot on SmackDown in the comedy role, obviously the money would, uh, would be enough to make me move to America and take it, but... Tenet. Right what's now? Your, what's Tenet? What? <sighs> Jesus Christ. My granddad had one of them caps, actually. I'm, I'm not sure whether it's still in the attic. I think everyone's granddad uh, had
1: those caps. I'm pretty sure.
0: <laughs> Sha Samuel definitely got one. Um, but yeah, Eddie Dennis, again, thank you for your service to NXT UK. And I hope progress give him the world title back at some point because he's never had a really fair shot at that role without
1: injury, sidelining it. I think that's a prediction you can make within the next year, we'll see that happen. Because that title, Travis, is being
0: hopshotted on and off of every fucking body they can find. And it's it's not found a
1: proper Even home not- yet where it can thrive. Even I held that belt like last February for like a week.
0: It was in my attic last Thursday. So <laughs> <laughs> So we get a video package to hype Noam Dar versus Mark Coffey, number four, and they really built this as something special. And it, you know, also serves, I think, as the countdown for the end of Noam Dar's time in NXT UK.
1: Let me just tell you one thing that hasn't changed from the beginning, first time I saw him to the end of the show, nothing. And you can disagree with me all day, the listeners got oh. nothing about Mark Coffey has ever captivated me, has nothing, I've never left the show <laughs> meaning to watch more Mark Coffee. I've kind of, to be totally honest, I don't even know why the fuck Mark Coffee was there. I know he's Joe's brother. <sighs> Just, he never did it for me. Sorry.
0: Well, I think the original idea, and um, there is thunder and lightning outside my window. So if, if, if we suddenly get cut off, ladies and gentlemen, or we get, problems in communication then you know why but the original idea behind mark coffee for me was they were originally going to unite the coffee brothers and then they needed something with to do with wolfgang so they added him
1: to the gallus team and then totally did it fucking ass backwards in my opinion by the way at first they made the wrong two guys the team what the fuck
0: yeah, I, I mean, I, I was—that's what I was going to get to. Like Mark and Wolfgang, obviously, because of their many battles in ICW over the years, and they've had some cracking matches in ICW. Go and check them out if you—you know—you've never seen it. But their chemistry, weirdly, made for a, a more cohesive tag team than Mark and Joe, and they—they—they—they they, 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 they fingered Joe as the single star and mark and uh wolfgang as the tag team and that that worked for a little bit because the longest reigning nxt uk tag team champions of all time gallus they were red hot in blackpool last two years ago Fucking, hell. it's been two years since uh two years blackpool yeah. two. two
1: yep crazy
0: that's crazy and then they just sort of petered out but on his own mark Coffey wasn't a star in nxt uk and a drastically different mark coffee than one
1: of the biggest single stars in
0: icw history
1: i also say this this is 100 percent a cosmetic business mark coffee looks like an everyday son of a bitch to me i know shaw samuels does too but there's there's big difference there what i just said mark coffee and shaw samuels shaw samuels goes that extra route where mark coffee tries to he's just he doesn't have it the repertoire of shaw samuels does maybe you disagree to to enhance himself without changing his look it's just just nothing just i don't know grow your fucking hair out do something <laughs> like anything i don't know man I, the, just the whole the original booking like, go back to the gals thing two seconds how they made a, a what was a wolf gang and uh mark the champs right yes Yeah. yeah That would be like you know it's DX. Let's you know let's make Billy Gunn and Triple H champs and you know Road Dog get out there with the Rock for the world's title. I just what I don't know. Let's let's move on from that. I guess I messed that up badly.
0: So we are moving on to the main event of that this episode: Uh, Tyler Bate, Kenny Williams, the final first round match in the NXT UK Championship Tournament. Uh, Kenny Williams got the crush the cockroach chance. But this match for me was tremendous. Uh, One of, if not Kenny Williams' best match in NXT UK.
1: This was undoubtedly Kenny Williams' best match. Uh, We saw Braun Breaker's best match ever. Key factor here, by the way, guys, Tyler Bate. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, You know, Tyler Bate as well, what I liked is basically he played the victim in this. He was fighting from behind for most of the match. And Kenny Williams just looked like a star. If you've done this to Kenny Williams, if you've turned Kenny Williams' heel, when I said, what, six months after NXT UK began, when he'd outlived his usefulness as a, a baby face, then maybe we'd have seen Kenny Williams climb up the ladder, at least to the Heritage Cup Championship, a lot I- sooner than, you know, he came to relevancy here. Because it's too I- little... I- Too late, once. Totally
1: agree. Totally agree. They waited way too long on that.
0: They did. They they dragged it out. The stuff with Amir Jordan went on at least a year beyond its its shelf life. And Kenny Williams suffered badly for that. But as for this match, the ending came. uh, Tyler Bate catches him coming off the top rope in the German suplex. The surfboard clothesline and the Tyler driver for the victory. This, Travis, should have been kenny williams last match this should have been the performance he went out on well okay so we're going to move on to the august the 25th episode of nxt uk and it begins with a recap of the tournament so far and builds the hype for the final NXT UK Heritage Cup match, which will main event the episode. But the first match on this card, Travis, Trent Seven versus Oliver Carter, the first semi-final match in the NXT UK Championship Tournament. And for me, this was possibly the most logically booked match NXT UK have ever done because Oliver Carter's leg was fucked during this he did the whole and he did it brilliantly the whole bret hart royal rumble 94 entrance limping to the ring he sold that leg throughout the entire match and he again just looked like a bigger star coming out of it than he did when he went in
1: i agree this was a uh, beautiful storytelling this this is how you make it simple less is more
0: Absolutely. And Trent Seven, of course, did his part. He worked on the leg. Oliver Carter just sold and sold and sold to, to the point where you, you, you want it. You know, we know it's, it's predetermined. We know wrestling is quote-unquote fake. But the story was told so well here, you just wanted the referee to stop the match for Oliver Carter's sake. And the match ended. It didn't last too long. Which, again, was good. Uh, Oliver Carter tried some stuff, but the leg gave out on him. Collapsed in the ring when he tried to charge Trent Seven in the corner. And Trent Seven put on the figure seven leg lock. And Oliver Carter had no choice but to tap out. A career-making performance. But, again, Ab- it came too
1: late. I absolutely I love the collapsing spot. I loved it.
0: And even when he was coming off the ropes and everything, like he was still landing on one leg. And then it got to the point, and it, it was a nice, again, we're going to use the word full circle again, but it was a nice full circle moment to see Oliver Carter using the bad leg out of desperation, because it's the same thing that Trent Seven had to do uh, against Pete Dunn on NXT, well, WWE UK's second show. In Norwich, when they fought over who would go to Chicago to to battle Tyler Bate for the title, when Trent Seven's arm was so badly injured, and it was his good, it was his best arm as well, that he had to use it to beat the better man. But again, he never managed to; he fell just short.
1: Sorry about that. Had a little bit of tech issues. No, I think this was. Were a swan song for a guy in this brand couldn't have gone out any better with that and and it definitely got the props from the crowd he earned every bit of that applause and respect from that crowd great this is this is the best i've ever seen psychology from oliver carter in any match you can tell that it's just he's firing on all cylinders he's obviously been sitting under the right learning trees matt because it's
0: showing definitely definitely and Last few months, you know, just tangling with Mustache Mountain, and then he he's run ins with Charlie Dempsey, etc. He he's become a better man,
1: a better wrestler, and what and better let's not, let's not sleep on how, when he wants to be, when he's working that type of character, how sadistic Trent Seven can be. On the other hand, oh, too, definitely. tremendous. The evil,
0: the evil Trent yeah. Seven came out here. And I hope you see more of this Trent Seven on the Indies. Obviously, he can't copy the character, you know, move for move. It can't be a carbon copy. But take it further now. You, the shackles of WWE are off of Trent Seven. The indie promotions, whether it be Progress, whether it be ICW, whether it be Rev Pro, wherever he's going to go now, Trent Seven, they will allow him to do whatever he wants. So let's explore this Trent 7 further, but turned up to 10.
1: Look, man, you got your Roman Reigns, you got your MJFs, you got your Punks, you got your Moxleys, you got your Kingstons. Let's not forget one of the best heels in the entire world when he wants to be his Trent 7. In that conversation any day for me with any one of those guys. Maybe the British version of MJF, unleashed, when, he, when he's unleashed.
0: There you go. And I couldn't have said it any better than that. We both highly recommend that match. And another match we highly recommend was the next match up on this card and a very strong card and possibly the strongest episode of NXT UK in memory, Travis, because every one of these matches was fantastic. Tyler Bate, Joe Coffey, the last semi-final match. Joe Coffey's swan song on NXT UK. Again, what a stint it's been. Not always successful, but he fell into the role of the gatekeeper. In the end, you wanted to make something of yourself in NXT UK. You had to go through Joe coffee first.
1: The Iron King, and I'm glad you said that. Not counting the tournaments or the special takeover pay per views or whatever, this, in my opinion, overall was the very best episode of NXT UK in history. Just the flow, the matches—it it was just the best. This—if you watch any episode of this brand this month, it's got to be this one. How could it not?
0: Absolutely, and obviously it ends with one of the best endings for me that I've seen possibly ever on any wrestling show or pay-per-view. As for this match, though, again, David versus Goliath. Joe Coffey reverted back to the Iron King. He took Tyler Bate to the limit, and Tyler Bate came out of this looking worse for wear. But, again, the story was there. It had to be Mustache Mountain in the final.
1: And two, guys that that could, after, two guys that could easily be, whether it be Raw, SmackDown, AEW, TNT Total, United States, Intercontinental, any one of those, all Atlantic, any one of those mid belts, could they insert those guys on any program for any of those belts and it's going to work.
0: Absolutely. Uh, the ending came in this match, reversal after reversal. Joe Coffey went for the pop-up. Sorry, I'll cut out then, I think, for a second. Joe Coffey went go. to the pop-up pop up uppercut and Tyler Bates caught him with a backslide pin. Great final sequence. Right result. Right ending to Joe Coffey's NXT UK career. And we are set for the final. Tyler Bates versus Trent Seven for the NXT United Kingdom Championship. Again, cracking match. From beginning to end, we thoroughly recommend the August 25th episode of NXT UK. But it wasn't done there travis after we got the uh, announcement
1: can i say one thing real quick yeah i think out of any performer in the world i don't think anyone is better at putting together clever slick smooth ending sequences than tyler Bate in any promotion i think he does that better than anyone at, at at just ending a sequence to a match they're always great and clever Usually. 85% of the time, I would say.
0: And I cannot disagree with you. Certainly, the past year on NXT UK, any match he's been involved in, um, you you can tell where he's had the same.
1: Two hours ago! Two hours ago! Literally! That finish was fantastic!
0: You can tell where he's had the input creatively, and the match has been all the better for it. Um, I will add at this moment in time that it is raining very heavily now outside my Isn't window. It, how, so if you could
1: hear, me, how fitting? How fitting for where we're how at. Right
0: we're we're basically giving NXT UK a funeral, and <laughs> the weather, the weather at what 1:20 a.m. in the morning has you know just come to make the uh, the occasion proper. So we're going to move on now. After the announcement of NXT Europe, which they tell us will be coming in 2023, and which Tyler Bate has to be the face of, let's be honest, you're not going to not use him in a high-profile role now. We get the NXT UK Heritage Cup Championship match. The last one, Mark Coffey defends against Noam Dar. Both men's farewell to the brand. Travis, I just want to take a minute to talk about how good Noam Dar has been.
1: Was, I'm not sure off the top of my head, because the list was kind of big. Was he on that chopping block list, or is he still around?
0: Um, so as I understand it, he, he quietly departed NXT UK and WWE. Um, there's been no official on, announcement, but I don't believe he's on the remaining on, roster.
1: On his own accord. I'm guessing yes uh, a mutual agreement for now okay I, no well, it. go back yeah. to the beginning of five live and the bullshit they had this insanely talented man doing and I wrote him off because of shitty booking and that's a case of where booking can fuck a guy up remember the Alicia fucks and every yeah. fucking and I wrote it off and I shit on it on <laughs> cruise control I shit on it on Slam Pigs. I shit on it here. But maybe out of any promo- any competitor on this brand, the person I've turned around the most on has got to be Noam Dar. Fantastic. Perfect punchable face for a heel like a Sammy Guevara, like a Miz. He's right in that conversation, too. The guy just gets the character. He knows how to irritate people. But on the other hand, he knows how to be that so dorky he's likable. You know what I mean? He just gets... And tremendous worker doesn't hurt either, you
0: know? No, absolutely. I I think after, you know, 205 Live and NXT (laughs) was the making of him, I think, because out of NXT, he was then able to go back to ICW. He was then able to more grittier, you know, a much better performer all, all round. And moving back to Scotland slash the United Kingdom, And, you know, coming to NXT UK full time instead of going back to 205 Live and then coming back once a month, I think it was a new lease of life for him and something he drastically needed
1: as a performer. He already—he is so smart because he's one of the few guys that already saw the writing on the wall in Five Live. He barely, right, he barely even got into Vince's radar and touched, touch, and they already fucked him up. Could you imagine if Vince had really gotten a hold of him on the main roster, what they would have done to him? So hes he was like, fuck this. I'm going to step back for a little bit, and when I come back, it's going to be in the most off-the-radar <laughs> brand Vince possibly even knows about where he can't touch me at all smart yeah
0: very smart man and you, you say that but i can you wouldn't imagine like, you want to name
1: him some bullshit like oh no M fart go out there and break wind or some <laughs> stupid pathetic 77 year old brilliant storyline
0: <laughs> either that or he'd have gone completely scottish with him he'd have made him dye his hair ginger he'd have given him a kill come to the ring you holding a haggis and some bagpipes. You ever play
1: bag, my pal? Oh, you,
0: you like Bex. You drink Bex.
1: <laughs> God.
0: Oh, my God. But thank God he escaped Vince's clutches. Thank God he came to NXT UK because he's made it so much better than it would have been. And it would have been great anyway. But one of the standout stars. This match, Travis, the last Heritage Cup match in history. I'm assuming, I, I, I can't see Europe having a Heritage Cup. Um, we've, I we've thought seen some this... Games. We've seen some we have great seen some ones. We've seen some great, great Heritage Cup matches. For me, I think this would be in the top five. I would give this four and a
1: half stars easily. I just thought it was a tremendous way to go out. I'll give it three stars and half a Mark Coffee, You already know my thoughts.
0: <laughs> good, you're good match.
1: Mark,
0: yeah. I was say you're gonna let Mark Coffey just shit all over
1: this for you. All right, let me. Okay, let me book Mustache Mountain against the Young Bucks, and it'll be a good match. But you, you got to be fair, because the Young Bucks are in there. Come on.
0: Joe, <laughs> you know I, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be nicer to it than you, you, you have been. I think Mark Coffey <laughs> held his end up well.
1: Um, No, I I do. I do. I do agree. I do agree with that.
0: He he matched Noam Dar, move for move, and they made it look like a fight. The best ending for me, I think, that they, they could have possibly booked for Noam Dar and Shah Samuels. You know, Shah Samuels down on his luck. Noam Dar, they don't speak anymore. And then out of nowhere, the match spills to the outside. Mark Coffey throws Noam Dar back in, and then Shah Samuels jumps over the barricade. No longer poor, Travis. No longer destitute. He's got his, his tracksuit back. He's got his smile back. He pushes Mark Coffey into the post, and Noam Dar hits the Nova Roller for the win. It was, a, for me, a great match, right ending, and Noam Dar and Shah Samuels reunite, and it's how it should have ended for me. Best thing about if, this brand, and I'm not gonna lie, I had a little tear in my eye at the end of this.
1: You know, if only this wasn't the final chapter on these omnibuses, you could have named the title of this up. He got his tracksuit back. But say lovey. <sighs> it's
0: a shame and that it? fucking <laughs> hell. What could have been yeah. what could have been? But you know what? No I'm dar, Sharp Samuels, take about because your jobs are done and done very very well indeed yep and that only leaves us with the last episode of nxt uk travis september the first really good opening video package for the nxt uk tournament final essentially brings about the end of the mustache mountain feud i again i i can never fault nxt uk for the video packages Almost every one of the other, there's been one or two that have been suspiciously lax, but you know, nine out of ten of them on point. There's the story. This is why you should look forward to it and care about
1: it. I mean that's one thing this entire company, WWE in general, nobody can touch them in their vignette productions and build up packages.
0: Yeah. Now we cannot disagree with that. So the september the first Episode began with the NXT UK Women's Championship number one contenders elimination match. Let me try to say that. Yeah, Blair Davenport, Isla Dawn, Amal, Eliza Alexander, and, of course, the winner meets Michael Satomura and Mandy Rose at Worlds Collide. I didn't enjoy this match as much as I hoped I would, Travis. Um, obviously, we know, you know, we, we all know who was going to win by the time this aired.
1: But... There was only one option. There was only one option, oh. let's be real. With with yeah. doing the interpromotional Worlds Collide, there's only one route to go with the winner of this.
0: Oh, absolutely. It was never going to be anyone else. But match-wise, what are your thoughts?
1: I'm right there with you. I mean, I, it, it, it should have been way better than it was. To be totally honest, I kind of zoned out on this one and I grabbed a bite. Because, and you know, knowing the worlds collide match didn't help matters. You know, with that. <laughs> no, I know what you mean.
0: I will say um, it was a basic four woman brawl. Uh, Isla Dawn went first. Shockingly, Amal went second, and that left Eliza Alexander and Blair Davenport. Credit where it's due, Travis. They put on a good little four and a half minutes showing eliza alexander's best nxt uk showing i think ever i was gonna say to date but we're not gonna get any more from her and then of course blair davenport wins with a vicious falcon arrow that i thought nearly broke eliza alexander's
1: neck the way she dropped it i, I, I when i saw that i actually at shooting i scrambled online to see if eliza alexander was actually injured she wasn't shockingly no She's good. I mean, she, cause she dropped her on her head just like, fuck oh, yeah. you, bitch. <laughs> well, was, what was that? Jesus Christ, what was it last night? Oh, uh, my God. And In the opener, fucking, was it Dakota Kai landed right on her head and I think a boss. Oh, jerk. yeah. My goodness. Yeah, that looked
0: fucking horrible. These women must have necks of steel, though, because both women
1: walked away uninjured, thank God. Um, I know, Blair he- Duff- definitely how many fucking times has Braddy Banks tried a shitty toe and landed right on her head? You know? <laughs> and in your mind now, Travis, you're thinking, there's just no luck. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm not that evil. I may be pissy, but I'm not a shithead. Come on.
0: <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> um, I will say, Blair Davenport, uh, she's done a great job of shaking off the accusations that came at her. At during the speaking out movement and you know just gone on to make something of her career on the biggest stage she's ever had
1: right right the name change probably didn't hurt either and uh no yeah i mean she also being on a show no one watches probably helped with that too <laughs> just, she's she is she married to osprey are they still together
0: no they broke up at the end of
1: 2021 um as far as oh, i'm aware they not Career then always a good thing for somebody then so fuck Will I'm
0: exactly. much more, much more talented than her ex in my opinion. However, she does need a more constant performance over a longer period of time.
1: That motherfucker needs a good dose of a 1970s locker room with Harley Race and his 44 revolver. That's what Will Osprey needs because that motherfucker needs knocked down a peg or two because the cockiness and the arrogance, and just the lame jokes, like you saw that tweet of Kevin Nash, not clever one, a quad joke, really? <laughs> Kevin Nash, to quote Jim Cornette, in one fluid motion will take his hand, put it down his throat and rip his spine through his body like Sub-Zero. Fuck you, Will Ospreay, you spot monkey piece of shit. Why don't you go blackball three other women from the business? Sorry, man.
0: I, again, couldn't agree more. Can't stand him, never have, never will. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm slightly pissed off, Travis, that he made one Kevin Nash quad joke and got that amount of attention. We've been making them fucking jokes for years, and we've got nothing.
1: <laughs> well, we, we actually like Kevin Nash, too. He's the coolest motherfucker in the world, so, in my opinion. Yes, he is.
0: And, you know, it, on Twitter lately, he's been very... Good and like p- p- people have really got behind him, so God bless whole,
1: that. What's his merch sales like? Oh, I popped. That was tremendous. What is, <laughs> what, what, what is it? What is the group Aussie open? What is this, a fucking tennis match? What is this shit? Get out of here. <laughs> oh,
0: so, we're gonna leave Will osprey behind because he's got more time out of us than he deserves. Um, exactly. Saxon Huxley defeated Kenny Williams. Uh, again, I've said it time and time again tonight, both men's swan song match. Fans loved the Chase U appearance, and I think, Travis, I think this was a really touching end for Saxon Huxley in NXT UK. Made an honorary member of Chase U, and after all these years of not fitting in anywhere, he finally found some friends, and somewhere he belongs. <laughs>
1: It all right i agree it, it was very heartwarming but that you can totally tell what what umbrella company this was under with the booking of this if this is <laughs> the swan song for the guys on the very last episode go out there and just have a banger you know but ho- hopefully this just means we're going to get saxon and nxt would chase you so
0: well fingers crossed but again I, I liked that ending. So finally, we get a video package for Seven versus Bates. The history was very nice. I loved the footage of their early years together, them working their way through the independence, the time in progress, etc. And Trent Seven's line, for some reason, when he, he looked at the camera and went, I just looked like I was there, that cut deep. Because that, that was basically his whole motivation for turning on Tyler
1: this is the part of the episode where it's going to get a little rough this is uh and yeah. that did cut the and he, you know why because he was so right you know
0: <laughs> yeah unfortunately as well because that's, obviously, that's, top, that's
1: the entire top. beauty of the storyline it was peter mania it was big strong boy and then there was trent seven just kind of left holding the bag so to speak yeah the and if you the- look at it the guy who trained one of them and started the entire group.
0: There you go. Um, it, it's heartbreaking in a way for, because Trent Seven started this whole storyline as just a prick, you know, the, the, the ungrateful prick who turned on his younger friend, etc., etc. But this vignette, it really made the villain, the hero in a way. You know, it's like, that's the villain's motivation.
1: Marty's girl, take notes, because you will never be able to lace Trent Seven's boots. Not even close. That, my friend, is a villain. Because real villains don't got to call themselves a villain.
0: See, you are a very, very wise man, my friend. And Tyler Bates sums this up, Travis. Not just this feud. But sums NXT UK up by saying simply, we've come full circle.
1: I'm very few times, man, in years of doing this with me, I'm left speechless. I kind of just let this speak for itself. We can't do this, obviously, because we're doing a fucking podcast. But, man, guys, just (laughs) go. And if you haven't, if anything, out of this entire month, take this one in. And just let it tell its tale. And sh- I mean, for those of you who fell off, on one hand, I don't blame you. But on another hand, kind of shame on you because you've missed some really quality shit. And it's no fault. I put out the tweet literally right before we did this today. It was never the talent's fault. This entire failure of a brand was never, besides the sex pests, on the talent. The guys that were on the straight and narrow that lived the good, clean lives, that busted their ass, men and women, excuse me. My goodness, you look up squandered in the dictionary now, and there's going to be an asterisk in it, and it's going to say NXT UK.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. And it's just, you know, we're putting off the inevitable Travis, but it's such a shame that this brand wasn't bigger because the matches that came out of it were, again, you know. Eight times out of ten, always fantastic, always the best thing that WWE had that week or that month. So many matches, year candidates, so many stars with potential that 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 you know they'll, they'll find on the indies, but may never get a world stage to showcase ever again. There's and just what, so many. What a shame. Here's
1: the, here's the reality too. A lot of people don't want to fucking accept or realize. Before pre COVID. Pre AEW, the takeovers on the NXT UK, anytime a new watcher would watch one of those, they were highly entertained and had nothing but great things to say on social media. Anytime there was a regular NXT takeover and there was an NXT UK title match, uh, Pete Dunne and Walter, Tyler Bate and Pete Dunne in Chicago was always the most talked about match that night on social media. And then COVID happened and just all this chain of unfortunate shit it had the buzz it had the steam it's just let's cut the shit even with the original black and gold nobody stood a chance when AEW started because curiosity is always going to win the day especially when you have established guys who have been on TV for 20 years on national TV nobody stood a chance against AEW in the beginning now they're floundering tonight's a very big night for AEW not just because it's pay-per-view There's a lot. They're they're at a crossroads, okay? NXT UK never got a chance to be at the crossroads, and that's why it's so frustrating to be one half of this show. I've loved doing with you for so long, man. I'm starting to get emotional. God damn it. Thank (laughs) you, my brother. Thank you so much for just crossing paths with me. It's been beyond a pleasure. To talk about this brand, and I know the amount of work you put into your year one book and how much more than anyone on the planet that didn't work for NXT UK, nobody loved this brand more than this guy right here, Matt tenet And to every single performer that that did the right thing in this brand and are respectable, I commend you guys. And I feel sorry for you guys. Look, last thing I'll say on it before we get to World's Collide, it was never your guys' fault. Don't ever think it was, because it wasn't.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't have said it better myself. And this is where we end, Travis. Tyler Bate, Trent Seven, for the WWE NXT United Kingdom Championship. Five and a half years boiled down to this, and it was a great end, and it was a great match, full of drama, Full of absolutely everything he could have wanted from a moustache mountain match. Was I happy with how the actual feud ended? That's another discussion for another day. But Tyler Bate pinned Trent Seven. Two-time, first ever two-time NXT UK champion. The only man to hold the championship. No, I was actually, that's wrong. Because Walter was as well, but the only man to win the championship under two different names. NXT UK Grand Slam winner. What do you think? The match itself, was it a proper end for you, to NXT
1: UK? Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm glad, you know, if the storyline was rushed, yeah, that sucks, but at least we got this. We got a finish. We got a new champ. We got a great moment. The crowd exploded. I just... I, again, I was taken aback. It all came full circle, man. You know?
0: That's it. And that's that's the thing about this. It, it came full circle. The match summed up NXT UK. Never give up. Bulldog spirit.
1: Just great pro wrestling. Um, but we and came you, full circle. You can look at the low spots of Gallus and that awful talk show segment we reviewed in, in the studio a couple months ago, right? From the lows (laughs) and the highs since they've been in this new building. When fans have been brought back, I know, I get it. This brand has been a meme. It's been a big joke to everyone. But there were fans. People cared. We were just few and far between. Because WWE made this brand few and far between. And this is the part two. Now in the show that we've wrapped up all the actual episodes, I took Worlds Collide as kind of just not a... Not not a fuck you, but a. I just had an awful taste coming out of Worlds Collide because you see yeah, the right. wheels in motion, and at the end of the day, what they think sells as opposed to what should be the driving factor and what sells. Tits over talent. Tits <laughs> over talent. The main event yeah. I love. Look, we got to cut the shit. We have got to cut the shit. I know the main event. I don't want to review this whole show. For one, I didn't watch it all. We can talk about highlights. We can definitely talk about the main event, which I'll do here real quick, and then you can give your thoughts on the main event. It was the right call only because Braun Breaker's young. He has been the face. He's going to be a goddamn star, whether we like it or not, right? It wasn't done in a disrespectful way. I think, and, you know, they embraced after. I think this crowd was obviously behind Tyler Bate. I think this showcased every single. All the best parts of Tyler Bate. I think these two complemented each other. But what I loved, and I've never seen the company really do this, was right before Tyler Bates' entrance. He was like passing all these pictures of former NXT UK champs. And it was just come to terms. Come to terms. Heartbreaking isn't even a word for it. A come to terms moment. It was if I could give out if I was like an academy, that was worthy of an award right there. That was rocky S type shit that they shot with that. I loved the match and the chemistry. Hard-hitting. Nobody was slapping legs. Nobody was no-selling fucking destroyers every three seconds. Nobody's putting their hand in their pockets and playing with their little dicks. It was a great match. It looked like a fucking fight. And it looked like both guys gave everything in their arsenal and nothing was working. And it came down to just desperation and who the luckier man was. And that look, that's all you can ask for a great main event, and that's what we got. I have no qualms with that. I did see highlights of the women. Hmm. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: Holy shit. And Worlds Collide, Travis, for me, was it was basically a mission statement of how WWE saw NXT UK. They shit over the talent, and people will disagree with me, and that's absolutely fine. Gallus was shafted yes they got to eliminate um who the fuck did they eliminate i can't remember it was in the match oh briggs and jensen they eliminated them and then they got fucked over themselves eliminated second thank god for pretty deadly so nxt uk came out of it at least in part with one title because i'll always see pretty deadly as an nxt uk team man how
1: can we we have done this final we're omnibus and we have not talked about pretty deadly once and how They were so, they had to have been, in my opinion, the MVPs for the past year. That brand, the most entertaining thing in that whole company.
0: Absolutely. They held that tag team division together. Just they were the glue, Travis. The super glue.
1: We can't praise Shaw like we did and not talk about Pretty Deadly. Those guys, money, future WWE tag team champs. If I have the book, I don't care if you guys like the gimmick or not, you don't get the gimmick. You're supposed to not like it like that. They're not supposed to be fucking cool. You know. Exactly. You're supposed think, to hate half Stevie Richards shirts and their weird attire because they're the male models, basically, with LA Knight. Which I can totally see them being in that group. You see, if they'd have brought them up with LA Knight as the, the, the maximum
0: male models, yeah, that would have worked perfectly. But you know, as they are, name change aside, which I think the name change was fucking dreadful. Of all the names you could have given. But just first class, first class team. Again, a team, Travis, that started in NXT UK as jobbers. And then after the pandemic, they were just, this is our world now. And they shone and they shone and they held the tag division together. And the division under them, it was sparse. There wasn't many teams, but they made it work every time a highlight, and I was, I was genuinely sad when they were moved up to NXT.
1: As was I, and I think a lot of people that were, you know, consistent watchers of NXT UK, they're like, God damn it, you took, like, our most entertaining thing away from us and put it on this shit with Nikita Lyons and goddamn Carmelo Hayes. Come on.
0: The one thing I will say about Pretty Deadly, though, Travis, was throughout this match, um, And really throughout, whenever the NXT UK tag team titles cropped up in their general region, they were always the most important thing to them. Like, you you could tell in this match that it wasn't the NXT tag team titles they wanted. It was the NXT UK tag team titles. And I think that meant a lot to the NXT UK audience, especially on Twitter, from what I've read as well. But yes, they will go on now. Uh, I'm not sure whether they're going to have a new design. For the unified titles or whether the the uk titles will just not be seen again and they'll just carry on the nxt titles as they are but pretty deadly tonight won the nxt uk tag team championships they'll just carry the nxt tag team championships now
1: Right. I mean, there's some matches on here that were f- <laughs> fucking head-scratching that we don't even need to talk about because it's, it wasn't a World of the worlds. Ricochet and Carmelo Hayes, why? We don't have to talk I about thought, that at all.
0: No. I will just add, because it's nothing to do with this, love it all Clips. you want, people on Twitter. I thought it was absolutely dreadful. Later, I, I said to you before we came on air, if I go back and watch it and time it, I would be shocked if they spent four minutes of that match on the mat it was just appalling for me
1: as far as you know because i I dm'd you before we did this today i i had to do some errands with the wife so i didn't get the catch women's match in full but i saw highlights i saw a cart wheel in a Mako sadamora match with one of the weakest little missile drop kicks i have ever seen
0: yeah
1: it wasn't good
0: it wasn't good at all Mandy Rose was outclassed by both Blair Davenport and Mako Satamora, as we predicted she would be. A lot of people celebrating her victory. There was a lot of tweets saying, "Oh yes, Mandy Rose did it," etc. Fine, if she's what you like, we've said before, you like what you like. But for us, well,
1: Mandy Rose, guys, and guys, be smarter on Twitter because the, the the fucking douchebags out there, like, oh, this is a real star, Mandy. R- they're trying to get a rise out of you. They know this is garbage. Yeah. They're just, they, they're, they have no <clears> life. They've never kissed a girl, so they want to get attention. Come on. Exactly. Uh, the end of the match, though,
0: best of a bad situation, I think. She pinned Blair Davenport with the knee strike. Um, I think there'd have been a lot more backlash had she pinned Satamora, which I, I
1: understand. Could- going over well at all in that booking decision with Mako backstage like yeah you're going to eat the, the pin for Mandy Rose Mako would have probably just I don't know chopped Shawn Michaels straight to hell and just left the building <laughs> I
0: think I think that match out of all of them though Travis showed that Shawn Michaels might be doing a great job in some people's opinions but I don't think that he got Mako Satamora or Blair
1: Davenport at all. We we also don't know certain visa issues with those women. Um, I don't know if they reside in the States, do they?
0: um, Blair Davenport was originally born in the United Kingdom, so she would have to have a visa. She'd have to live in the the States for more than five years before she could claim residency there, and I don't think she has. Uh, Satomura, definitely not. Satomura is going back to Japan now. You won't see her again. I will be shocked if she turns up on WWE television again. Maybe an appearance here and there,
1: you know. Now and again, I think it's a situation, quite frankly, where it was that combined with the state of that women's division. You know, where where you you going? You know, come on, Katana (laughs) Chance, who who the (laughs) fuck that? I mean
0: that that tag team match wasn't great either. Um, But I just want to say that. You missed the chance with Blair Davenport here. She, she was primed. You know, visa issues aside, the story and everything was primed for her to take both titles. But that didn't happen. And it's just Mandy Rose. And it? if it had been anyone else, Travis, I'd have been f- probably fine with this. But it's Mandy fucking Rose. And you know what? Credit where it's due. She's got better from when she was wrestling as with with Sonya deville as a tag team yes i can see that improvement but she's not women's championship material and i mean like the pipe the, the,
1: the, the pipe under my kitchen sink right it could burst tonight knock on wood it doesn't and i could go in there with some caulk and putty and i can patch that shit up and i can teach myself how to fix that but i'm not a plumber that doesn't mean I'm a great fucking plumber because I made something salvageable. You know? Exactly. And to put
0: to put the United Kingdom Championship on her, a uh, title with such prestige, it, it was a slap in the face, really. For me, you, think,
1: you know... You a, think along Kaylee Ray call. or Alpha Fire, whatever the fuck they call her, was thinking looking at that image backstage.
0: Head in hands, I'd have thought, because... It, it was just, it was a slap in the face. It was an insult to put that title on a woman like that. I'm sorry.
1: Rhea Ripley with fucking Dominic Mysterio sitting on her lap thought about that image when they were looking at it together.
0: <laughs> Wish I was Dominic. But I don't know. It's just, uh, it, it's indescribable to me. I was disappointed more than anything in that result. And it's fine though, because I won't have to watch NXT again. I, I doubt Blair Davenport's gonna be there long. Um, you know, she's gonna need a, a visa to work there long term. But
1: they need to start getting some of these women on a little show called SmackDown as Woof.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that Toxic Attraction I think would fit well on SmackDown as a trio. Uh, I I don't wanna see Mandy Rose wrestle ever again in my life, sorry. But moving on to the main event, Travis of Worlds Collide, Tyler Bate, Brombreaker. Breaker. I thought it was the wrong result going into NXT Europe. I thought Brombreaker, Breaker, move him up to, to Raw or SmackDown. That's where you're going to get the most out of him if you want him to be the next star. And then Tyler Bate would be NXT, the face of NXT until Europe kicked off. And then he could lose the title and we could build that into the beginning of NXT Europe. For me, it was the wrong result. Tremendous match. Tyler Bate looked nothing but strong. But for me, again, it was, it was the end of NXT UK, that match for me. That's where it ended officially. Last right. time we're going to see that title. And again, it, it was all... I think after that, that entrance for Tyler Bate, looking at all the former the champions, I think the match was just secondary.
1: Let me throw you a curveball here, Matt, to end out the night. So what if this match, you know, we all know the result. What if, come Friday, now that Sheamus is out of the equation, maybe Braun wasn't the guy they had in mind to call up, and a certain man gets interrupted by a certain old rival for a certain belt that seems to have some new life brought back into it, Tyler Bate for the IC title with Walter on SmackDown? Sign me the fuck up! Holy oh, shit! What, that what would if... be tremendous. Yeah, I
0: think tri- Triple H has the the knowledge and the know how to do it. I think Tyler Bate would. Tyler Bate would need a week off afterwards. I mean, after Cardiff and that forty-five minute match, he uh, he had to have like a month off
1: wrestling. <laughs> but that, I, you know what? The Wembley, the Wembley show, fucking
0: yeah. I mean, it was just look at their matches in progress and, you know, Cardiff yeah, for NXT UK that they could bring that title right back to significance in three weeks. Easily God. done. Two many who
1: love it. Too many who care about it would
0: do that easy.
1: Guys, if you watched Clash at the Castle last night, which many of you did, and you saw and you thought Sheamus got a great reception, imagine uh, that being Tyler Bate in that position in Wales and the reception.
0: Ooh. That would have been out of this world, Travis. But this is, this is where NXT UK ends for us. Um, and I, I don't want to go... I don't want to end this without saying Nigel McGuinness and Andy Shepherd. Almost in tears at the end of the last NXT UK episode saying goodbye. And they're going to be missed, I think, noticeably more than some of the talent, because they have been outstanding. Both as you know, Andy Shepard as the ring announcer. And I put a tweet out saying this, he was the beating heart of NXT UK from the very beginning. If you ever went to one of the live shows, then he was the, the entertainment before and after, and sometimes even during the shows. And Nigel McGuinness has been at the commentary desk since day one. Yeah, Just fantastic. And he has made some of the matches, Travis, and not just the United Kingdom Championship matches, the women's matches, even some of the feuds that weren't four titles that people might not have cared about. Nigel McGuinness's commentary has just taken it all to the next level.
1: Just absolutely outstanding. Yeah, adds adds those little nuances because he was a world class competitor himself. So he knows how to tell a match while working a match. And, you know, Mr. Helmsley, since we're all in this fan service mode lately, can you do me one solid since you just, you know, killed my brand? Can you get Corey Graves and Byron Saxon the fuck (laughs) off of my TV and please replace them with these two or at least one of them? Thanks.
0: There we go, Travis. Um, is there anything you want to say on NXT UK before I say my little bit? Because I'd like to take us out this week with uh, with what I've got to say.
1: I think the best part about NXT UK, it got people that got a chance to peek in a look at some guys and gals that they would have never seen otherwise. And, um, you know, love it. Love the hand. Love, love the hand. My God, I can do better than this to honor this brand. Love the brand or hate the brand made a, quite a few careers i don't think rhea ripley's doing too bad for herself right now i don't think pete Dunne, butch or whatever whether he's not in the best position on the card i don't think he's making peanuts right now as far as income <laughs> tony storm she's had her ups and downs she's in a world title match literally right now probably while we're recording this this has made quite a few careers oh the careers it could have made had it not died I'm just glad I was here for it, and I didn't have to catch this 20 years from now and look back in the archives. And glad that I got to do this with you. Like I said, such amazing moments, such captivating moments. That first tournament final, the explosion of Tyler winning, becoming the first champion when everyone thought it was going to be Pete. Just seeing the come the coming of age story of Pete Dunn from this little this little shitty heel like defying real to basically like I said time and time again becoming the Hulk Hogan of the UK I'm glad I was there glad you were here my friend and to all you guys that have been here and I've just discovered us recently thank you we truly appreciate you but like I said at the beginning of this ep and we said last week just because this brand went away this one ain't going anywhere right man
0: absolutely and I'd just like to leave us on this for this week, Travis. No, no whoring out of anything, because NXT UK deserves better than that. Right. It will always hold, this brand will it's always, always hold a special place in my heart. You know, it rejuvenated my passion, and my love for pro wrestling. It gave stars who wouldn't have got the chance to perform on a worldwide stage or under a spotlight this big, a chance to shine. Gave me the greatest title reign in the last 20 years for me with Pete Dunne, one I'll cherish forever. And um, while party is such sweet sorrow, I don't know who said it, didn't bother looking it up. I am grateful for the last five years of brilliance that it's given us. Five years, you know, we, we could call something our own. And NXT UK will be with me, it'll be with you forever. And it will be the standard bearer for whatever NXT Europe is going to be. Um, and to the bonds, I think, that we made with its stars and to those who stepped up to entertain us and put British wrestling back on a worldwide stage, because that's what it did. For, uh, many people, you know, condemned it for trying to kill an independent scene, whatever. It, in the end, put the British stars and the British way of wrestling back on the stage that everybody could enjoy and respect i simply say thank you very much to you all and cheerio mates